Hello, handsome dads. Welcome to Jack's Tap, episode 31. It is May 9th, 2020, and I have on one of my best friends, Patrick Richwine, on the episode. We have a fun time. Uh, not as much offensive things in this one, but just in case, don't be offended. Uh, enjoy Patrick Richwine on Jack's Tap. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be. How much of it should it just be us nodding our heads? Well, you're not recording yet? Oh, I am. Okay, good. Just making sure. Cool. You look great. You sound great. Would you just crack open a, a check, pap check. Pap's Blue Ribbon? Goose Island. Ooh. For your friends. That could not be just more silver with no labeling on it at all. Maybe it's the glare. Perfect. Feel free to use this in any <laughs> promo video you need to put in any can you need. Yeah, just... Jack McWilliams and this drink, that's an A+. I've been wanting to do, like, ad reads, um, but then I'm actually, like, concerned that whoever I do a fake ad read for would reach out and be like, hey, man, it's not... Can't just, like, pretend that we're a sponsor. Well, so not that, if you... You gotta choose things that aren't real and make it, make the brand. I gotta choose the world's grayest empty cup can pardon and just put on my own business onto it you can put but, anything on there that is pretty that's pretty funny with the glare on it to just have a straight gray can i'm using my uh professional lighting to give me good lighting on my face it shows thank you i need You're it for welcome. my zoom calls who you been zooming other co-workers meetings i finally got on a because i've been trying to we needed like official permission to video chat with the kids but they really want us to because apparently like schools are getting sued because they're not giving the proper like um we're not like following the special ed plans that give the kids like extra help and everything because like you know we're obviously not with them at their houses so apparently people are getting sued for not giving like proper care for their kids so they're trying to get yeah but care. i have i have some other friends who are teachers and from what i've seen it's 100 percent on the parents parents are i mean like half of these parents expect their six-year-old kids to sign into zoom on their <laughs> own on their laptop and follow along with the curriculum it's like yeah. it's never gonna happen yeah, every single kid is just like chilling in their bed with a virtual background and like just trying to text in the chat while the teacher's talking. And all the parents are wine drunk by one and <laughs> complaining that their children just aren't naturally getting smarter. I feel bad for this one woman though, because she's a single mom and she's got to work from home. But like also, I think she's like being threatened to lose her job too. So like the company isn't really like making her feel comfortable. So, Wait, you said the teacher? No, the mom of one of the kids that I'm working with. But yeah, it then leaves the kid to just try and figure out school on his own. Whereas when we were in school, I just realized that was like that. 
when we were in school. Um, <laughs> Let me get a close up of that. It was hard enough for him even when we were in school and like everybody was there to help him, you know. Now we're just like, all right, get some motivation at home and get all your work done on your own. Yeah, I, I mean, parents just aren't taking the initiative. I mean, no. it's, you just can't expect kids to know how to do that on the computer. Right. It's also I mean, interesting. You gotta, Go ahead. You just got to put your kid in front of the computer, turn it on, and do it. But. Right. It's also interesting how, like, terrible some parents are at teaching their kids, you would assume, because they know them. I know, but that's not, like, a anyone. fault. I mean... No, but it's just like... I mean, hopefully I, those people aren't teachers, you know? Yeah, yes. <laughs> There's no problem with being bad at teaching your kids how to learn, but, right. I mean, you just got to try. I mean, yeah. everyone's eating it during this time, so... Right. I just remember one of the parents was, like, asking me how to, like, motivate their child to do schoolwork, and I was like, I feel like you would know even better than me, right? They're like, I don't know. I never do this. First step, you have to have them idolize me. So if you could put up a few pictures of me around your house. You could get some branding going and just a lot of motivational posters with cool quotes. Or, I mean, if we're getting really crazy with it, give it another month of self-quarantine. I think, you know, they'll toss all the rules out the window, but you put on a mask with your face, you know, and then they get excited. They're like, Jack, Jack. And then you hit him. Yeah, just just like Jack would. <laughs> just like you would at school. You just know? like I would do Off. in public. I mean, there was people around. A lot but of they, surface area. They understood we have to motivate these kids. They got to learn. I'm not doing it. So. Well, I did my why, time. That's why they picked me the big, the big old dollars. That's why I paid the big old dollars. We, uh, so our union, the support staff at our school is a different union than the teachers so the support staff was we were in a contract year and our reps were going to be like really aggressive and get us a lot more like um i don't know insurance and some things like at school apparently people's break times were kind of wonky so they were going to try and work on a few things but now they were just like you know we were going to be aggressive but obviously things have changed and Long story short, we're going to extend our, like, we're going to vote to extend our contract. We get a 4% raise in the first year and then a 2.3% raise the second year, and then we'll have a new contract. And, like, we got a 2% raise last year before all this. Like, that's, uh, it's based off the CPI, which is, like, somewhere between 2 to 4% normally. And then I looked it up and it was, like, negative, obviously, because, you know, shit's going bad. And then we Not the economy. Economy's going. Economy is beautiful right now. It's like watching the the Big Short. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. When they bet against it, and then the stock markets just keep going up, and they're like, "Right, this is obviously fixed." So, <laughs> right. Making me wonder, like, yeah, what is happening? Yeah. With my well, this one guy, we all got to make comments if we wanted. It was over the phone, so you had to like dial five, and you got to you know say your piece and this one guy just gets on and he's just like two questions why were we on such an old contract and he says like such a dick you know um these people who have out of the kindness of their hearts and obviously wanting better worker everything would go to non-stop meetings to negotiate this and then when they finally were kind of about to negotiate it the pandemic hit so they had to change course but he's like and second question 
Like we were going to go into an open negotiation with the contract anyway. What's changed? It was like, I don't know, dude. Have you been home a little bit more often in the past few weeks? You noticed? Have you uh, thought about how your kids might not be going to school in the fall? Right. Yeah. Have you noticed that like the states have gotten zero funding and that's who pays our, you know, salaries? And they want to give us more money still and preserve all of our health care? Like, let's go ahead and take it. Yeah. I'm just, uh, we'll leave that guy in the corner. We had, we had one guy that one person that voted against it. I'm going to go ahead and assume it was the, it was like the one guy who said something. We had 97 people in the meeting, 96 people voted for it. One person didn't. Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Kaufman is getting both the Canadian two grand a month and he got the $1,200. He doesn't Dude, get. if they if they go through with it, and we get the two grand a month. I'm buying some stupid shit. Yeah, I'm buying a new computer for sure. My grandpa died, so I saved that computer money. Maybe I'll buy a maybe I'll buy a giant replica of my grandpa just as like a, an homage. I've got some room right. You should there buy an there. Xbox One. I've got an Xbox One. You should buy an Xbox Live. I think I. Do have Trust it. Trust me, get Xbox Live. This is what me and Austin and Jack and Ken all did. You get yeah. Xbox Live and then it allows you. So you have to get like a long one, like a you know, six month, a year long one. Yeah. And then uh you get like one a one dollar free trial of Xbox Ultimate Game Pass. Uh-huh. So you sign up for that and then you cancel it like a week later. Yeah. But it converts your account from Xbox Live Gold to Xbox Live Game Pass Ultimate. Huh. So you get that for like the year, which is what we all do. So now we get all get like 150 games that we can all play together. Well, what in the world? I didn't know about this elaborate scheme. Well, we didn't know about it. I don't yeah. know if it works full force, but we, right. we did it. And I was like, why do I have this until next January? Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah. I also, I also need bit. to get a headset because you guys do like oh, yeah. uh, parties with each other, right? Yeah. Well, those are those are okay. You get if you do get one, um, get like a on ear, so like a surround sound, like this. Kind of, yeah, yeah. They'll make doing? one like that for okay. it. Just buy. There's like an Xbox one that has like a stereo headphones. It's like forty bucks, and it does like surround sound, and it makes every game like a hundred times better. Oh, you can even hear the game through it. It's surround sound, so you okay. hear it behind you, and you can tell where people are walking, like from side to side and shit. Do you get that when, because you live alone, I live alone, when I put on headphones, like when I put on these and start listening to music, I have to like look behind my shoulder every once in a while? I I don't. I've definitely had that before, especially when I'm in like this room, like my bedroom, right. and like, I have it on, I get kind of freaked out. Um, but when I'm in like my living room, I don't have that problem, probably because of windows. Yeah. I mean, I got windows too, but then I also close them all a lot of the time because I don't like, uh, you know, I don't want people watching me. Well, makes it harder for me. Makes it harder for a lot of people. Makes it harder for everybody who's trying to get a peek. Um, what was I just going to say? Oh, I've been playing. So there's an Assassin's Creed deal. Apparently, I could have saved even more if I got the fake Game Pass. Did you get the new one? No, I got the old Ezio ones. It was like all three of them for $10. Like Black Flag is like 10 out of 10 game. 
I know I need to get Black Flag too, oh, especially that because was, oh no, because that's the fourth one, not the right. third one. It's the one right after. There's, third one's good, but the fourth one is great, and then the new ones that are coming out are surprisingly fun. It's not like my style. It's yeah. more like Paul's style, but well, I saw they had one that had like all of the new ones, and I think it included Black Flag, which I've beaten before, and that one's awesome because it takes fucking forever. Mm-hmm. Should have gotten that at the beginning of quarantine, but um, like it's uh. Assassin's Creed Union and that game's trash. Okay, what about the one where they're Greek Brotherhood? Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Brotherhood like, is uh, different. Brotherhood, no, is like uh, the... Odyssey, Assassin's yeah. Creed. That's the last one that just came out. Is that and good? It, it kind of takes like a far step away from the traditional Assassin's Creed. It's, it seemed like it, but it's really it's it, it has a lot to do with it. A lot to do. It's a lot of like quest grinding, like side quest grinding, but it it's fun. The combat's fun. The sailing's fun. The everything's bright and colorful it's a really fun one to play i remember countering being a lot easier and i could just like spam x and then it would just automatically do it but i'm getting hit a lot right now yeah no it's it they changed it because it's like an open world rpg now so it's more focused on gear Mm. so you can get different weapons um there's still the chance to counter, but it's not, I mean, it's, it, it, they made it harder in that sense where you can't just stand in one place and press Y until you have a hundred <laughs> British guys next to you. Yeah. That was fun though. I mean, talk to Paul about it. He was literally, he has the best video That's game right. stat I've ever heard in my life. He is in the top 1% of trading, trading in Assassin's Creed 3. What can you even trade? I, I played that entire game. I didn't trade a single thing. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably that's, he probably why. did it once and got into 1%. <laughs> They're like, holy sh- <laughs> Wow. Uh, you're like the, the goat. This guy's productivity is up a thousand percent. You traded one thing of tea. The economy is in shambles. Well, the British economy revolves around tea, so. Yeah. I saw somebody post a thing about how white people complained about tea back in the day, so no wonder they're complaining about haircuts now. And I'm like, I don't think you got the point of either protest. No. No. (laughs) This has been a great time because a lot of these people are going in front of their cameras and just talking, and no one's there to tell them that they sound like an idiot. And it's really helping me, you know, kind of, filter out people i want to follow yeah it is uh nobody told me that i sounded like uh i was 20 feet away from my microphone even though i have one right at my face apparently microphone is the computer microphone and i needed to hit the line mgxu option which is obviously what this is i don't know what you're talking about that looks like a microphone jay yep that's uh what i thought it was as well you'd be surprised the worst part about the whole thing is I feel so bad about the back of, back of house stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, not to come off racist or anyway, but I mean, it's mostly Hispanic people who do that. And a lot of them can't afford to go on unemployment or not have a job because of visas right. or this or that. So yeah, I'm worried about those people. And that's yeah. why I'm happy to see there's a lot of restaurants, especially in like the northern side of Chicago, that are doing like GoFundMe's or small fundraisers to bring money so they can pay the back of house. Because I mean, everyone in the front of house, you know, 
I mean, if you're yeah. a hostess, you're probably 16. You don't need more than what yeah. you're getting paid. Right. If you're a server, you're probably getting paid way too much. Same with bartenders, and you don't need that much money. But the people in the back of the house have families, kids. Yeah. Need reasons to stay here and work. So that's that's the most heartbreaking part about this whole thing. Is has the restaurant been able to stay open at all during this for like carry out and delivery, or is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mo- most of them do. Is it bad? Because so, I know like a lot of restaurants are getting just shafted by like all the delivery apps that are getting so much money from them. Yeah, but apparently, I just I know one of my friends who works and she worked with a bunch of owners to put together a um, petition so that the city of Chicago could put a cap on the limit of tax that these companies do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's cool to see that. But so I was thinking of getting some tacos. I did it last night. I got Taco Bell. They did not change their they did not change their prices either. Oh my god, you can get a disgusting amount of Taco Bell. I got Taco Bell two nights ago. Yep. I got a burrito, a quesadilla, quesadilla and tacos. I mean they're I, all pretty small, but compared I, to like no, normal. Some of the quesadilla wait from wait, Taco Bell? Quesadilla was big. The quesadillas from Taco Bell big. I got yeah. a quesadilla because I really wanted their quesadillas because I love them. Yeah. And then I got one of the boxes because I was like, it's it was five dollars for like right. a taco, a burrito, a chalupa, chips, and a drink. And I was right. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. If I'm gonna shit hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way. You know. Yeah, I gotta wake up somehow. You wanna do the? Let's do it. Thank you today. All right, it's May 9th, two thousand twenty. Also, let me know if I'm ever like sharing the wrong screen. Sometimes it goes and it's just like a blue screen as opposed to thing. Seeing Christopher Colombo. Yep, I am seeing the explorer of the new world. 1502, everybody. Christopher Columbus leaves Spain on his fourth and final trip to the new world. I didn't know he took so many trips. I didn't know that there was a new world to be found. Right. That's a little controversial as it was just a world and there were people there. And that was a bad take. Can we start over? <laughs> What's the original Christopher Columbus? It's like in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yep, with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa, the Santa Maria. Maria. Yeah. The reason I know that is because of Prestige Worldwide, the stepbrothers. The Nina, the, the Pinta, <laughs> the Santa Maria. I'll do you in the bottom if you want sangria. Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. We won't go down because my dick can float. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, no, thank you, Step Brothers. Yeah, for teaching America about its founding, about its creator, Christopher Columbus. Do you think that pop culture has the opportunity to teach in this environment that we're in right now? They do. I mean, think about how much money Gwen Stefani could be making right now with all the different songs she could be making. Start with bananas, but she can go through the alphabet. She can do farm animals. She can do a lot of things right now. She's literally set up for an on this day with her song. This day is blank. This day is da na 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 na. This day is, you know, this day is Monday. Monday signifies the beginning of the work week. If you don't like Mondays, you probably don't enjoy your job, so you should 
find a new job and do something that you're passionate about. I think I think that's the tune of it. That wasn't as much about learning as more just inspiration. That's Gwen Stefani inspiring people to follow their dreams. It's not even you thought you were going in to learn about the definition of Monday, which a lot of youth is confused about, but what they're more confused about, what am I going to do with my life? Thank you, Glenn, for the inspiration. I can only imagine how confused these kids are going to be when they grow up, when they have no sense of dates. I mean, there's not going to be a weekend for kids. It'll be hard for them. And that's tough that the quarantine has done that. You know what's really tough is they're not going to get a good, old-fashioned, inspirational, ceremonial speech at their graduation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember mine very fondly. Didn't you have somebody somewhat known yes i had um one of the people from outside the lines i think um, um it was one of the what, what was her name um okay oh, it's kate something kate uh nolan no no she has short hair kate fagan yep katie fagan yep we had her she was awesome she was a great speaker it's a perfect day I fell asleep during the ceremony. Yeah, I was like telling a friend of mine who was I did improv with in college. She was just like, I just feel bad that I missed my ceremony. I'm just like, it. there's nothing much to it. It's honestly just like a, a task that you had to do. My speaker wasn't cool, so it wasn't as good. I don't even remember who he had. Yeah, that's that's normally part of the course. Yeah. If only we but had I Kate Fakes. I got her on there. She was it was my doing. Maybe not not entirely, but it was fun. It, I mean, you didn't really need a speaker there. Just no. send anyone up there and it was sunny and nice out and we would have been fine with it. Right. Yeah, and ours got pushed inside because it was because like, it was raining or it was gonna rain, so they moved it inside to um, the basketball stadium and then they had to do two separate ceremonies instead of one and then the day of it was like beautiful out it turned out it didn't rain and it would have been great outside but well i'm sure these kids who are graduating now are going to get much more cooler speakers than we did because everyone has the time for it and anybody can just zoom into it yeah yeah everybody's gonna feel bad and then they get a montage of every a-list celebrity talking right to him it's like Barack Obama right. John Cena everyone saying happy the, birthday happy the big, graduation the big two John and Barack I can't I mean I got everyone I could think of it's Barack Obama coming in uh it's John Cena dun, 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 dun. <sighs> it gave me the chills just yeah. you saying so just like feels like I'm graduating all over again speaking so, of Barack Obama have you yeah. watched the documentary that his production team put out, American Factory. No. What I is recommend it. It's on uh, Netflix right now. Yeah. It's won a bunch of awards. It's about this um, car glass company. Like they make like windshields and windows for cars. Yeah. It's called, and they are based out of China. Mm-hmm. And uh, old like Ford or GM factory went out of business in Dayton, Ohio. Which yeah. is where my mom's from, so I was heavily rooted in this story. And uh, they came in and they bought out the factory and put in their new 
their new business in there. And it's all about how a bunch of people from China, from the Chinese company came over and started this factory in America and how they're integrating with them working from coming from like mainland China, China yeah. working in factories like that to coming into the United States and working with Americans. And there's a lot of talk about like unionization, a lot of talk about, you know, cultural differences between the two when it comes to work ethics, but it's, it's a really great movie and it doesn't really quite leave you with a who's right and who's wrong. So yeah, that's I cool. Did the like people kind of come together in the factory? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a weird dynamic because, I mean, they're amicable, these people. You know, the Chinese people and the American people, are they work together and they're friendly with each other and they invite each other over for holidays and stuff like that. But then there's the idea of, you know, the tradition of work between the two where the people from China feel like Americans are pretty lazy because the Chinese people are working, you know, Saturdays and 12-hour shifts and yeah. American workers are mandated to work eight-hour shifts with a... <laughs> break and they don't work extra days so there's a little bit of tension between the two groups but yeah i mean you can't really slight either group for it so it's a really interesting take on the on the thing and being in real estate as i am it's always interesting to follow along with that type of stuff so yeah yeah it is interesting how we have like views we have views of other cultures of being lazy but i'd say most cultures view us as pretty damn lazy yeah lazy entitled right so which is, is interesting. which is fair because like i mean it's just the culture but like if i don't get like i'm supposed to get a 20 minute break at my work but like i've worked it out where like somebody covers me for 30 minutes but i only get 20 minutes um so they're just like just take 30 minutes and so anytime i would only get 20 instead of 30 i was just like well this sucks even though that's like what i'm legally allowed and that's kind of what the People coming from China to work in the factory felt like, well, like I was working six days a week, 12 hour shifts every day. Yeah. And you guys are complaining about working one right. day over, like coming in on Saturdays. Like, right. And I, I could understand that. But, yeah. though, if you're the Chinese people, just take all that extra work you want, get a bunch of extra money, and, you know, I don't think that's quite how it works unfortunately is it not <laughs> but no i think they're under contract from china oh uh, i see i mean I, see. I, I could be talking that point on my ass but i think there's a i'll, watch. I'll watch it what's it called it's a good one. american factory cool yeah that's something that like really needs to happen more after this is factories in america and like but I don't know who is going to take those jobs that is American. I mean, I'm certainly not like well, yeah. to work in a factory. I mean, that kind of plays off the last point where a lot of younger Americans don't want to go work in a factory. Whereas in 40 years ago, if you could get into a factory, it'd be a dream. You know, yeah. if you could have a stable income like that and have benefits and provide for your family for the rest of your life working at that place. That's great, but you know, people our age, young adults our age, they don't want that. They want to. They don't want to settle down. They want to have the ability to leave yeah. whenever possible. Also, probably part of it is like none of those factories typically are in like the hubs of where people are living, like in big cities and things like that. It's in a lot more of like rural America, places where young Americans probably don't want to live as much. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe but I mean really... that. Go ahead. That that's also a big part part of it too. Is you know you don't you don't. I mean you see a bunch of factories in the middle of nowhere, and it's people argue that that's actually better for factories and like that than being in a city because it's a lot easier for someone to drive you know from just outside northwest indiana 30 minutes into south south chicago than it would be for someone in chicago to drive out to northwest indiana yeah and you don't want a bunch of fact like gary always just smells and you're like (laughs) is am i getting something like toxic from this does it just straight up smell like whatever the factories are working on yeah, but going back to the point about how people don't really want to work in factories now. I, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought 100% there. <laughs> well, it's not really respected in America anymore. It's seen as like this like lower job that doesn't take any skill. So, like, well, I do you feel- think it's been, do you think that idea has been poisoned by the idea of like, you know, someone like Kendall Jenner? coming into money and yeah. doing something like a makeup line though there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. i mean to a lot of americans that there's a lot of work that they probably don't see but to a lot yeah. of people they probably just assume that she fell into that money so they yeah. want to have the same idea they want to you know live their life yeah. lush and fall into the money because it's part of the lifestyle yeah no for sure everybody everybody growing up sees like you know people who just become their own thing on social media or something they're like well i'll do that as opposed to back in like i don't know 60s 50s and before it was like my dad worked in a factory he was able to like raise his family be middle class and i saw that so i can do that and schools are a little bit more set up for hands-on work as opposed to now where i don't know do we even have a large amount of trade schools anymore or you know yeah absolutely yeah. and i think they're i mean there's the idea of like online school which is kind of yeah that, pseudo at third right i probably of, should have done a community school slash an online school at least for the start because like i had no idea what i wanted to do but just kind of went to college because it was like well just decide between these colleges as opposed to you know just take a break, get a job, think about it for a little bit, figure yourself out. I was just like, well, I'm going to pick the biggest school that I got into because it has the most options because I have no idea what I want to do. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's probably just a problem that everyone's had for a long time, you know? Yeah. You, never, you know what you want to do? That just, time off would be great, but. Yeah. I just wish I didn't. And I'm sure my dad did, doesn't as well spent that like large IU money when I was just like, all right, well, I'm at college because people go to college. I mean, but it helped. Yeah, no, it did. And it found me comedy, it found me like good people, much more like knowledgeable on a lot of things just generally and like socially. So, yeah, I mean, if college doesn't teach you how to learn, then yeah probably shouldn't have gone in the first place or also how to finagle some things or scrape to get by (laughs) teach you a lot teach you a lot yeah and like i remember somebody being like uh like a teacher caught a kid cheating in our class it was just like 
like you're never going to be able to make it if like you have to cheat to get through this class it was like i don't know i feel like you're going to be able to cheat at all levels of life so it's just a matter of me getting caught well this is a proven point because i mean nowadays kids have to take their tests online and they're all cheating everyone's cheating i saw a funny video of a girl she still got an f on a test and the dad was like it's online she's like i know it's like <laughs> you can cheat it's like i did <laughs> and you still got us f or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah 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 pretty damn I, bad i've seen that i also heard a pretty wild one of a teacher going out of his way this may be a little bit too much time on his hands but he went away you know you can like if you search a question, you might find it on a website, maybe on like yeah. Quizlet or something. You'll find yeah. like the question and the answer type of thing. A lot of times it's so the, the exact same question and yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. So this teacher went out of the way to put a fake answer on one of those websites and then had the class take the exam with that like kind of question to check if they're cheating. And he failed anyone who answered it correctly with the fake answer. That's pretty awesome. That's, it's, it's, that's pretty. That's pretty cruel. <laughs> pretty cruel. But like, that's like some, uh, like some movie type shit where you tell, you know, one of your or you tell like your informants a piece of information, and you're like, all right, whichever piece of information gets out, that's who I'm killing. I think that's what happened with Kim Jong Un. No, I. I mean, I think that's a whole different story. <laughs> What do you think with Kim Jong-un? You think he's alive? You think he's... Oh, yeah. Yeah? I think he faked it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean is he faked it, put out the information to some people that he was close with and, like, was like, all right, let's see if it gets out. And it did. Well, so, he knew it was going to get out because his dad did it, like, five times while he was alive. His dad did what? faked his own death oh really kim jong-il yeah, did that yeah so i i, I see he's taking a page out of the old book Publi publicity with who within the country or the whole world uh both probably i mean i don't know what the motives behind it would yeah, be I, wonder why. I don't know what the, these ones would be with the current yeah but. you like pretend you're dead see if anybody's gonna try and revolt and that's that's probably the best guess is trying yeah. to pick out the people who would, you know. What I was thinking it was, is like, he's got his inner circle of people. He's worried one of them is like a rat to the CIA. So he went into the surgery and was like, let's use it as an opportunity to give a false piece of information to these people and see if it goes out. And it did. So that's that's what I was thinking it was. That, I mean, that makes sense to me. And there's some people now that say he's had body doubles before and that the guy that went out after the surgery and did like a press briefing or whatever, they're like, his hairline is different, his teeth look different. And I was like, I don't really know what he looks like that well, but that'd be fucking nuts. Could you, be, could you even be mad at that point, though? No, I mean, I mean, respect I, North Korean people, yes, yes. <laughs> me, me, not that uh, job well done. It's pretty good acting. What's that movie with like uh, this guy named Kevin Klein? Twitches. <laughs> I don't think that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I had twins and body doubles on the mind. Double Trouble. 
Freaky Friday. It's not the same. That one's not the same at all. No. Yeah. Uh, Kim Jong Un went into a surgery and then he ended up in Lindsay Lohan's body. Oh, he's, he's got to learn. I watched that rom com. Yeah. And he's got to learn how to appreciate Lindsay, and Lindsay has to appreciate Kim, and only then can they become themselves again. Once they learn to love the other. Got to get a Dennis Rodman cameo. Yeah. I was just thinking if we did, I was talking with Ryan that if they did a last dance on Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman would still be a focal part of it. They wouldn't have to change many of the interviews. Yeah, because there's probably statues around them all over. Yeah, right. Korea. Yeah. That's so weird that Dennis is like, just welcome there and it's fine. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick break from the conversation to bring you our first sponsor. That's right. We here at Jack's Tap are sponsored. Terry Sativa Juice Screen Cleaner Protector. Four fluid ounces of all-natural sativa juice. It's all natural. All of it's natural. 100% real juice. If you're looking for something artificial, not there. All natural. Well, this is all natural. Oh, it's all real. How about that? It's all natural. Would you believe it? It's all natural. You know what I always say about Terry Sativa Juice? If you love it half as much as I love it, you'll love it more than your kids. This isn't just any old Sativa Juice. This is Terry's. Oh, neat. It's all natural. What are you doing for tomorrow, Dad? Nothing really. Um... I think we're going on to my parents' front porch and going to enjoy a meal, uh, I think, a little socially distant. My, nice. my mom, with all her autoimmune disorders, kind of have to be a little extra careful with it. Yeah. How about, how about you? Um, you remember Emma, my sister Emma? Mm -hmm. She came home and surprised my mom nice. for Mother's Day on Thursday. Nice. So um, I'm going back up there tonight. Play uh, some board games and head back up tomorrow for brunch or whatever we're going to do. Cool. Nice. Is there, is there anything like out? What town are they in now? Is it Highland Park? Is there anything like nice out there that you can get like ordered? Yeah. They got yeah. really good food out there, actually, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is they have a you know, once upon a bagel. Yeah. In Wago. They have a like a hot dog in Mexican place out there. That's so good. Nice. It's like my dad's favorite part about living out there is all the different restaurants that he can go to. He's yeah. like thriving off of it. Nice. Yeah, because like Winnetka doesn't have like anything really. Fred's like, some, but it's all so overpriced. Right. Yeah. Like Fred's when it came in, I just remember being like, Oh, that's gonna do great because it's just like I feel like Winneka should have 50 the of those restaurants. Just, right. I mean, the exactly. patio just did it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, Met has, like, a booming economy of restaurants in the last, like, five years that fucking happened. Well, that's kind of also weird because you can kind of get in Evanston a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because for the longest time, we would just go to Evanston, and I think the only Wilmette restaurant we would go to is, like, Chuck Wagon and the Pancake House. And my parents would not, right. would not go to Chuck Wagon. That would be me. You know, 
pita and delivers now. I've gotten it. Oh, I've gotten oh. it. Oh. Dude, and it's so fast because it's just like zing, zing, zing. There you I get go. that I get the spicy chicken one. Spicy yeah. chicken entree. It's yeah. like the spicy chicken tender entree. Right. And it's three chicken breasts not cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. You gotta shit that, somehow. That I, I ate that like for the first time because I was like just wanted to order something. Yeah. I don't think that was the most satisfying meal I've had since the beginning of quarantine. Get a little hummus? No. I just did. I'm glad I didn't. I would have died. Right, I got yeah. the rice, like lettuce, tomato, chicken, and pitas with the sauces. Uh, yeah. I got, a, I got a chicken shawarma entree, and then I was like, let's get some large hummus with it, too, and I'll just, like, snack on that later with pita. But I ended up having, like, all the pita they sent with it, and then I just had, like, a whole bunch of hummus left over. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Still I'm a, yeah, I'm going to try delivering groceries for the first time. You're going to do it or you're going to get it sent to you? I'm, I'm going to get it sent to me. I did it um, the other day. It was actually really good. Use Instacart? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. would you order from? Which, which place? Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. I was trying to think. But it seemed like any of them would have worked. And it, I got it in like 40 minutes. Uh, that's that's what I've heard. So it would be nice. Yeah. And then they they'll like text you if there's something at the store that you asked for that isn't there. And they were like, can I, can I give you this um, French vanilla cream that's sugar free? And I was like, that's, uh, it's tough. It hasn't been the same, but I didn't want to go myself. I feel, no, that's how I, 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 I just don't want to go to a grocery store. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, I think it's starting to come out obviously that the virus is less fatal than it was presumed as we get like more people tested and everything as but, Elon like, Musk said yesterday exactly he was the guy I wanted to trust on it since the beginning and then I was just like actually he seems pretty ignorant on all this and he's a little bit you know overstepping his bounds but you know it's like he's well I think he got I think he got full on blindsided by Joe Rogan on that show I felt right. bad for him Joe yeah. be like well what do you mean quantum space mechanics right yeah, yeah. Much like, uh. yeah, it's so funny seeing Elon like, because he'll think about an answer like always before, and he's just like, "Well, I appreciate that." I mean, that's Absolutely. one of the first Absolutely. things you learn in public speaking is that if you can't remember what you're going to say, or you think you're going to mumble or anything like that, is that you it comes off way more intelligent if you just don't say anything while you're waiting, yeah. except going like, "Well," and um. um which I'm sure I've done a hundred times during this podcast. I, I wasn't going for people looking for me to be smart. So I have the same um, strategy, but it's with much less high stakes. So like when I'm ordering food is when I really try to uh, show my smarts by no ums, no filler words, knowing what I want, you know, that, uh, this, uh, that. Uh, fries. It's like just you know you're gonna say fries. Just fucking say fries. I know, and you're trying to convince yourself. Like, I'm not gonna do yeah. that. Uh, you know you're like, and I'm you're deciding. Totally Twenty five dollars and thirty six cents, sir. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, know, that's too much. That. Yeah. No, I like that Elon is like a fucking 
billionaire genius. Fuck. Or sorry, I don't know if I should swear or not, but you can. I definitely respect that it wasn't his idea to name his kid that. <laughs> Dude, that kid is. Uh... He's going to be in for a doozy when he gets to So is the school. American school system. If they choose to enroll him, they're going to have to change all the standardized testing because you would have to – you remember when you do like yeah. that? What are those, the cats? Or what are the, what are the things where you feed Scan, them into the thing? The Scantron. Scantron, yeah, where you have to write your name, but you have to do the bubbles, actually. Yeah. So yeah, are going to have to that one. There were no number options. Nor special characters. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this one is named after a, an, a, a what is it? Uh, a spaceship? A plane. Some right. type of, like, type fighter of plane. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, we'll just put an image of the fighter plane up there for us. That'd be great. Well, I think the weird part is, is that it's not a, it's an obsolete model. It's an older model that they mm. named them after the precursor to a better plane that they really like. That's just disrespectful. They're going to have a second kid and he's going to get the sweet model name. It's just like, well, what the fuck? It's like, well, well you, yeah. were the, you were the foundation. We built off of you and then we got a better plane. Yeah, they're like, we'll do the A-12. He's yeah. not as good as the SR-17 quite yet, but we'll get him there someday when we, you know, download his memory core. Did you know Elon even had, is it his wife or just a person that he's with? He calls it a partner. I'm, yeah. sure it's one of, I'm sure it's a relationship where they don't want to do yeah. it like that. I yeah. respect them. If I were to put money on what Elon called his partner, I would say partner. Mm-hmm. He's too smart for marriages and normal names for relationships. Um, but she looks like a character herself. Yeah. If and the I name... just love the idea of Elon being at a Grimes concert. Yeah. At any concert. He probably looks like the biggest dad there. He yeah. probably has on like white Converse and like skinny jeans and a gray t-shirt. Dude, the fact that he was thinking of making himself like a Tony Stark house and like totally could. And a lot of people would actually think he's cooler because of it. But he was like, I think I should prioritize getting to Mars, don't you? It's like, I mean... It's not your problem, man. Like, build your house. He's, and he's just like, nah, I want to get rid of all my possessions so I can focus on getting us to Mars. It's like, all right, thank you, but Jesus. And then Joe Rogan's like, you can just buy more stuff. Yeah. He's like. Yeah, he's like, I guess. A, I hadn't thought not, about that. That's the exact opposite of the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Joe yeah. Rogan. Right. All right. Yeah, he's like, if you don't like it, you just buy more. And he's just like, I hadn't even thought of it. I mean, it's going to it, be fine. Well, he, he did have the most rich person story of coming into extra land I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that where was pretty Where he just casually fun. would collect smaller houses at the thought of building a larger house. Right. He was like, well, you know, I didn't want to live across construction for three years, so I just bought it. I was like, yeah, I don't want my landlord to be hammering downstairs right now either, but I'm not just going to drop a cool three mil and be like, all right, this building's mine. Thanks, Gene Wilder. That'd be awesome. Also, super small point about the Elon Musk podcast that doesn't matter, but when he was giving his answer as to why Gene Wilder's house was kind of weird and had his spirit, he started by saying, like, you know, it's uh, all the cabinets are homemade. I was like, Doors to nowhere. Yeah. I was like, start with the doors to nowhere. He was like, you know, the cabinets are 
home are all homemade and they're they all look kind of unique and the art on the walls is different and there's secret passageways to dungeons downstairs it's like yeah okay that's probably the most significant part about the house is the secret doors they still have all the skeletons of the old oompa loompas sitting around (laughs) chocolate fountains not really everything mel brooks (laughs) just mel brooks yeah mel brooks is down there he's like yeah, not young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks himself. Mm-hmm. It was it's in the contract. You can't get rid of him. Uh all right. May seventh, May seventh, May 9th. Also, John Hancock pays duties on twenty-five pipes of wine, only one fourth of his ships carrying capacity. British officials accuse him of unloading the rest during the night to avoid paying duties on the entire cargo. So John Hancock, a bit of a bit of a fraud, bit of a bit of a criminal. You see under that picture it's a statesman. Yeah. I I, I don't see him as anything contributing. That's he pull that back up for me one second. There's a some broad language in there. Hmm. 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 Could could you ever imagine only claiming one fourth of your ship's carrying capacity against the British officials? I mean, I would never. Depends. Where was he unloading these pipes? Was it in you know the colonies at the time, or was it it's seventeen? In England? It's seventeen sixty-eight. Yeah, where is he doing it? Is it in Britain or is it in? I think it's in America. You know, back in these days, they were taxing the heck out of these uh, these pipes of wine. It's interesting. It's tough. I mean, uh, have you ever heard of this famous love triangle? Lady, Lady Caroline, sorry, eighteen sixteen, Lady Caroline Lamb publishes the gothic novel Glenarvan, a thinly disguised account of her affair with Lord Byron which also depicts her relationship with husband William Lamb. So here's the romantic poet, Lord Byron. He's got a total, the dude, he's got an adulterer's stash. You know, the little, the little whisker at the end. He looks like the guy that would cheat on your wife. And that looks like the dude exactly that would get cheated on. This, this looks for the par right here. Yeah. I think this is like the first ever example of uh, a wife cheating on her high up government official husband with like a local artist who looks like, a, you know, he's kind of more of a pretty boy. He, he's a little bit skinnier. He's not your typical macho guy, but he's an artist and he cares and he's sensitive. And British Premier William Lamb, you know, he's got the chiseled nose. He's got a hard beard. He's got the white gray hair. Got the mutt chops. He's got those mutts, but you know, Lady Caroline Lamb just wasn't having it. I mean, I remember when that book first came out. Glenarvan. Was, yep, Glenarvan. It's talk of the town. It's really a reminiscent of the story I heard about an old American not paying taxes, almost you know, three fourths of his taxes not being paid. And it kind of just proves. It's almost as ridiculous. That lordship is just 
unsightly to even the masses. You know, and that the people of the time were starting to show outwardly their disrespect towards the lords. And they were saying, we're done with it, okay? I'm tired of paying 100% tax on these caps of wine, and I'm tired of getting dicked down by my lame mutton chop husband. I'm going to go fuck the local artist and tell him to paint me like one of his, uh, it's the precursor to Titanic is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Paint me like one of your plebes. Makes sense to me. I mean, tough times. Tough times call for tough measures, not tough men. I mean, you can argue that what we're going through is kind of similar to what they were going through. You could argue that what we're going through right now is much harder than um, having to deal with an unfaithful wife. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we are living, I mean, they lived with disease and British oppression and, you know, trying to keep faith. We have to wait every week to watch the new episodes of The Last Dance. They only gave us two at a time. Yeah, go off. Go off. You know, you don't see me not paying taxes because of it. I pay them Sorry, ESPN, you're not getting my taxes this year. Yeah. Way Way to hold it out. Looks like you're going to get your tax money over the course of five weeks. It really makes me think. Makes me think about if my wife is fucking the local artist. And who would that be? Rogers Park? Plenty of artists. Yeah, fucking Rogers Park. The, so one of my kids that, I'm, uh, that I work with, we were video chatting yesterday, and he was like, uh, I said I live alone. He was like, "What are like? What are you doing?" I'm just like, "Well, you know, not much." And he's like, "Oh, you live alone?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you lonely?" I was like, "You know, oh, no." <laughs> uh, I get. I guess you know it's more lonely now than it was. He's like, "Why don't you get a wife?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, I can't really just go out and find one right now." He's like, "Do you want to?" I'm like, "It's all right." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. I don't know if I want to deal with a, just a new wife in my apartment right now. I, I, I feel for all the people who just started with couples or just moved to a new place with their couple and they're stuck yeah. inside together for the next, for the last two months, the next two months. Yeah. Who knows how much. Yeah. That is a like, test of time. Dude, I was thinking, can you imagine if I was living with Gall and Austin during this? It was literally a year ago. Whew. So that I was having a tough day, you know, I was uh, reminded by an eight year old that I'm all alone and I don't have a wife. So I was having a tough day, obviously. Um, and then I remembered, I remembered this could have happened a year ago. And uh, I would have been in a smaller apartment with a loving couple. So I was very happy at that moment. I was like, I'm very happy. Um, and sometimes it takes eight year olds tearing you down to really set the foundation, you know? Kids cut to the core of you and they let you know. Like one time uh, I had like a bump up here or something, but it was just like an ingrown hair. And then a hair like kind of like came out of it or something. I don't know. And he's just like looking up at me. And I'm like, like I lean over to help him with his work. And he's just like, bam, I'm like, what's up? He's like, you got hair coming out of a bump. It's uh, scary. I'm like, okay, thank you. 
I didn't know I had that issue. And now I forever will look at myself in the mirror and look at like the bump on my face. I mean, it helps us as your friend. I mean, we've been trying to figure out how to tell you that for years and years. Thank God these kids are coming along and laying down the truth on you, Jack. Have you been talking with these kids and getting them to break down my biggest faults? No, I, I did my time teaching. Um, I sowed my own seeds. Okay. But it was, a, it was a little bit more north. I don't think that would affect you. So you're telling me that these kids are just on their own accord kind of skewering me with insults? Well, I don't want to say – I hate to do this on the podcast. I don't think but, you, um, you have a smile on right now. Jack, there's – only one other person who plays Madden NFL 2017. Okay. What? It's me. You're the Met. You're Sky, Sky or Nitro and Noob Hunter. You're all of them. Dirty Deeds, Floppy Sandal. They've all played thousands Caseless of games mulch. on separate accounts. How have you? How have you gotten that much game time on Madden? I actually use the. Uh, um, the kids in school to pad my stats a little bit. Okay, so you've used the kids that I work with and your own free time, which you don't, you didn't have much of before this pandemic, to just shit on me and Madden and then tell me I suck? Well, to be honest, um, it's more defensive. I was kind of offended that you even thought that you could play Madden 2017. So you just what four years since it came out? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it it has been, and now you want to play it. What is it? Your game? I can't play. I hate that game. So what's the point of you playing it? I, I just think that you should be kept up to date. I think this is kind of embarrassing as your friend to have someone know someone who plays Madden 17 all the time. So you decided to play more Madden 17 than anyone ever? I actually, me and a few other people, yeah. Would this, so if I bought Madden 20, would you have had a problem? No, I love Madden 20. Okay. It's, uh, It's just a little expensive, you know, to get the new game every year. It's like, can you understand where I'm coming from? I was just... The cover athlete of Madden. Yeah, I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> the cover athlete of the Madden I got is Tom Brady. I had to get Tom Brady. I mean, I, I can print you out a picture of Tom Brady whenever you want. I've got plenty of printed photos of Tom Brady all over my apartment, okay? Don't, don't offer something that you know I already have an overstock of. Is it, I mean, are you going to have to change all of those? Yeah, I've been going on them with all of my orange and brown and red crayons, and uh, it doesn't look great, but neither does Tom Brady in a Buccaneer outfit. Outfit, I say. I'm a real big sports fan. He, uh, it's a nice ensemble that he's been wearing the last yeah. few weeks. <laughs> I was about to jokingly say, yeah, really good uniform, and then I'm like, actually, that does kind of work. Makes sense. I didn't know where all that was going. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So you got all of so you got all my kids. You really blindsided me with the back to back facts of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't much. Also, the last episode I did two days ago, it said something about proclaiming Mother's Day. And then today it also says Woodrow Wilson proclaims Mother's Day. So apparently just presidents over and over again are just like, yeah, 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 moms, I'm all about it. It's like, well, we already have it. It's like, I'm going to start it, Mother's Day. Makes sense to me. I mean, what greater gift could you give your mother on Mother's Day than a day using your power as the head of state yeah. <laughs> change a day just for her yeah oh you thought uh mother's day on saturday was going to be special what if i made it friday let me ask you a question jack please on average what percentage do you think that gift giving quality gift giving is going to go down tomorrow i mean what is the effect of mother's day gift giving going to see from the coronavirus. I think it's going to go down. It's going to be tough. Uh, There's not a huge market for gifts because any gift you give could kill somebody. True. That those groceries that you get delivered tomorrow could kill you in two weeks. You don't know. It's really, I mean, I've, I've banked on Walgreens plenty of my years. Yeah. And now, now it feels like a, that doesn't feel safe. Walgreens was your closest ally for like a decade plus, right? For all things unrelated days. Mother's days, Father's days, birthdays. Tough days when you need to go in there. Sleepy days. You, yep, need, I mean, you need a little pick-me-up. You know, you've had a rough morning. In comes a cashier. With a bunch of great holiday cards to pick you up. Yeah. So, I don't know. What are you doing, Jake? Did you buy a... A contaminated Mother's Day card, or are you gonna write one yourself? I gotta make one myself, man. You can't be uh, you can't be giving her tainted paper. But the problem True. issue here is I got a bunch of loose leaf. You know, all this lined loose leaf piece of shit. Do I go out to FedEx? Do I go out and chop down my own tree? Are the trees infected? How do we know what's clean? How do we know what's ripe? How do we know what's ready? I mean, is there the possibility that this was just all a really elaborate plan laid out by mothers to simply have us prove how much we love them? I was going to say it was because of fathers, because fathers, Father's Day is all good. But yeah, that's right. Mother's Day are kind of actually, they're throwing off the trail like, oh, don't get me anything. I don't want you to risk your life, blah, 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 blah. Actually, yes, go out, go to a highly congested area. Pick me up. You know, it's like um, my mom wanted me to go to uh, Chris, Kring- Chris, Chris Kindle Market. Mm, she said, I don't, I don't care if it's been closed for months. Go out and find me a fun clock. Great Google class there. So I'm getting, a, I'm getting a nutcracker for her. Nice, nice. I just have to fly to Germany real quick. Well... As long as you start in Russia first and then work back, I think you're okay on the travel, man. Flights are cheap. Flights are cheap. I was going to buy a flight to L.A. for my spring break until everything in the world uh, was canceled. I was like, but it's so weird that 
I guess people need to get around, but it is funny that they're like, you can fly here for cheaper than fucking ever, but the moment you get here, you can't do anything. And you might not be able to leave. Right, yeah, and you're probably <laughs> stuck here. Oh, a flight home? Why did you think you would be able to fly home? You just flew here. Yeah, I had a, I had a trip planned this last month to go to a music festival with some of my family in Texas. Got canceled. Oh, yeah. But they did refund our tickets and get us once for next year, which is nice because I know I don't know if you heard, but like Ticketmaster just recently stopped giving refunds for rescheduling only for cancellations. See, that's so I get it. They have like a lot of money that they probably they're, would have to give yeah, back. That's probably, you know, a billion dollars tied up in funds. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That can't be spent. Right. I just hate Ticketmaster so much. They like, they take 30% like consistently and it doesn't matter like the caliber of the artist. I forget what like really big band, it was like Pearl Jam or something like that back in like, I don't know, 10 plus years ago, tried to get Ticketmaster just like, you know, out of their ticket buying process. And it was just like, nope, can't do it. It's like, well, can we at least like, you know, get rid of the fees for it and like we'll pay them a flat price it's like nope can't do it you need us yeah it gets yeah i mean i feel bad for anyone who does that but it i mean it also screws over scalpers you know so that's yep. good yep yeah that's true do you think ticket prices are going to go up after this because they're gonna i don't know i think we're going to see some ten dollar cubs games Cause it's also weird. It's like, um, I think a Cubs game is going to take a while to get back. Cause that's what, what do they have there? Like 40,000. Yeah. Plus they're 30s. probably going to play the whole season in isolation. Right. But like, I'm trying to think about like comedy and things. Cause like it's typically small crowds, but like really small rooms that we try to shove a lot of people in. So I don't know how you can like socially distance in like a super small room. And then if there's yeah, gonna be gonna go to people that want to actually go to it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think people like the moment, cause like even I'm a little scared of like going out right now, but I think once they kind of okay it, everybody's going to be so pent up and like ready to get out. But I do. That's think the worst part. Yeah. And that's that's why I, there has to be some there has to be some layering to it. There has to be a phasing yeah. of when people can go back, not just the all out. We're we're good. Yeah, because I literally saw a ad for a drive-in movie theater in McHenry, Illinois, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll drive there." <laughs> and it, the movie was The Flintstones. I was like, I distinctly remember hating that movie, but I'll go I'll go drive to McHenry to sit at a move-in. Uh, uh, drive-in movie that I would just be sitting in my car anyway watching a movie I don't even like. Aaron's are going to get like a hard respect increase out of all of this. Ooh. I'm going to love running some good errands after all this. It's going to be like going out to battle. War zone. Probably. That's, probably. Why, I, that's why I hire these Instacart mercenaries. Yeah, supply them yourself. Yeah. Keep them safe. Keep it secret. Keep it keep, safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, same thing. That's what <laughs> that's what Gandalf was saying. He's like, don't ask, don't tell. Okay. 
Keep the ring. Yeah. So Lana Turner got married for the eighth time today to Ronald Dante. Married eight times. That's impressive. Like, I feel like, uh, like I remember talking to Beth about this when she was going to get married to, or before she was going to get married to Ken. Remember how they didn't like bring it up at all and they almost said they didn't want to get married for a while? Yeah. Because like, like, they had both been married twice. Has Ken been married twice? I forget. They had both been married before, had kids, done everything, and they're like, we don't want to get married again. Like, we just want to be together. I can't imagine being able to like muster up the courage to go up in front of your loved ones eight separate times. Like this is the one that's going to be it. Do you think after like the fifth or sixth time, there was like an application process or like, how do you, how do you go about that? For who she marries? For her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I mean, you know do- what, Dave, I really love you. This marriage is going great, but I am getting a lot of new applications and there's some really qualified candidates. So. Must be something. I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, if her parents are the ones paying for the weddings, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sure those well, Hollywood weddings aren't anything cheap either. No, that's why her mom Tina Turner had to keep making all that music because she was like, "Fuck, I got to keep paring for my daughter's eighth <laughs> wedding." Son of a girl bitch. can't stay hitched down. Yeah, poor yeah. thing. Yeah, gosh, all on everyone, family, she- friends. Husbands. Husbands. <laughs> husbands. You think she Carol Baskin her husbands and they just kept coming in or I how do you think how do you how are you the husband how are you the eighth husband? How are you signing up for that? Like, yeah, this'll probably work out. She's got I'm a lot of experience. Scrapping the bottom of the wastebasket, picking up the last application. Right. And this guy's got more than eight teeth and hair. I'll yeah. take it. Right. I just need something. It may, yeah, maybe it's a fix. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can uh, – this is a Jack's Tap guarantee. So far, we're one for one on predictions. I predicted the Chiefs. Yeah. Sponsored by, by – Can. There you go. You can just mouth over it anytime you want to use it. Yeah. Oh, wait a And show, like, the stream of the liquid coming out. And, like, we'll edit in different <laughs> things. Like, one time it's just pizza coming out of the can. <laughs> Strawberry milk. We got to... Say you or me. That was no. me. Fire truck. Big time fire. All these people getting outside. They, uh... Ooh, dude, speaking of fire, I got to show this clip of a group of bees murdering a murder hornet by burning it alive. Have you seen this? Have you ta- have you heard about this? I, I have. It's, I've heard about Because bees do, the bees kill other things like this too. I didn't know about that. It's, what it's, if, it's brutal. Yeah. They literally surround it so much. They just keep flying and the friction burns the fucking thing alive and they're like suffocating it underneath. It's pretty badass. What else do they do it with? Just like anything they can, I guess. That's their natural. I, I was referring predator. to that. I just didn't want to say it in case you were going to play the clip first. But yeah, yeah I mean, 
that they just go next to him and buzz him and then burn him to death. Insane. All right, let's. All right, what are the, first off? Yeah. What are the chances murder hornets are real? It does. It's starting to add up a lot of things that are coming from China and killing people. It's starting to get a little. It's like, all right, how much are they really sending over here? It's making you think, you know. Well, I was joking because there's no way a a fucking hornet is flying to America over an ocean. So I was like, what did they take a fucking plane and just like did a layover? Do you really think a bee can fly all the way over the Pacific Ocean? Jack, I got some things to teach you about logistics. Okay. So they could live in a crate. So they could come over on a on a By ship. Or a, yeah. What kind of crates are they chilling in for this long? What do they got? Honey I'm being guess, shipped I'm guessing here? flower crates, honey God crates. Fucking let's get our own local azaleas and save ourselves from these hornets, okay? Shop Man. local. You really can't argue with the quality that you get from China and their flower department. So, do they? What's no. the What's the <laughs> What's the number one Chinese flower? I don't think we get any of them. Most of them come from Central America. <laughs> yeah, right. We get a bunch of flowers from China. Like, oh, they didn't make it. It was, <laughs> uh, but we did get these nice bees. <laughs> yeah, oh, but this is cool. That thing looks fucking ginormous. It must oh, have, we're low on bees. Oh, it's killing everyone. Okay. Oh, it must have eaten all the flowers we bought. That's why it's so huge. All right. Here is a murder hornet getting murdered by a bunch of right. bees. It's a lot of balls just to go crawl in there yeah i was gonna say that like he's like are you not aware of the fact because hold on when i've been when i read this they were saying that murder hornets go inside the bee's nest and then like starts decapitating all of them and like will kill an entire bee's nest so this is like a classic move but then this bee's nest is just are they smarter why is this not happening at every bee's nest i don't know Probably American. Good point. They were saying these are Japanese bees, and they've grown up with these, so they know about it. So in America, they're not. They're just like, holy shit, this thing's ginormous. Japan's got us again. Is it the video? Yeah, it's coming up. Covert. Okay, moving in slowly. Yep. All good so far. Oh, starting to eat a few. Nope. Oh, yep, there you and go. And then there you go. Kind of looks comfy. Yeah. And then. Yeah. There it is. Fucking. That's pretty badass. Also, sucks to be the one bee that just has to get sacrificed for it. He's like, seriously, you guys? He's inside. We could just, he's not going to be able to handle it. It doesn't matter. It's one head. One of us needs to, one of us needs to go down for the cause here. 
And he's probably getting burned alive too because he's in the grasp of the murder hornet. What is he? He's just like, get out of here. This is my... So that dude gets fucking fucked too. It's a tough life for bees. I mean, yeah. you already got things so bad and then they're importing new bees. It's, they're really trying to outsource our bee economy right now. Yeah. Everybody that's worried about getting killed by a murder hornet is like, no, it's just going to like, you know, ruin our ecosystem because bees are fucked already. Mm-hmm. No big deal. But I mean, that I, that kind of looked cozy. I, I don't know if I would, wouldn't mind just a bunch of bees trying to overheat me. I could use the human contact right now. I could use a little physical, <laughs> little physical contact. Bee to human contact. I haven't gotten a hug. Out, I haven't gotten a hug in months. How about a hug so good you die? <laughs> That's gonna be the first hug everybody gets. They're like, "This is so fucking good. I could burn. I could burn alive right now." That's why all these farmers are posting pictures of them being happy on FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, I'm getting real pissed off about that, okay? It's like, quit shoving your outdoors in my face. I, I love watching tones on uh, dating apps. <laughs> a much more ensemble inside tone is what we're getting with this coronavirus, and I think yeah. it's creating some very superficial relationships, and I love it. It's great. It's important. I wish I had something superficial right now. You know, my eight-year-old loves to remind me of how lonely I am and how I don't have a wife. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. I'm going to talk shit to him on Wednesday and say, well, you don't have a wife either. And see how that, see how that, see how he takes it. I'm hoping pretty poorly. That's a good <laughs> argument. <laughs> I'm hoping it hits him pretty hard. It sounds like you're going to crush him. I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, guess what? I've been cooking for you for five days. Yeah. What are they covering on the last dance tomorrow? Do you know? I haven't heard yet. Oh, it's the retirement one. Is when it? it goes to baseball. Yeah, they queued it up just before that. Oh, nice. I'm excited for that. That's when his dad, his dad is about to get killed. Is that it? Yeah. So one of the last two episodes is going to be like you know, that last. Well, I assume they're not going to go into the wizard stuff. I would assume so. So that last episode must be up until the final shot, and kind of more getting into the details of that year. But they kind of already have. I started out not liking how they did the like forward and backward timeline, but now I really like it because it's cool how it's like. Oh, now the Knicks come up. So now let's go back and talk about the Knicks. So Scotty Pippen came up. Let's tell you about Scotty Pippen. As opposed to like, it all started in 1955. And you got a feel for Isaiah Thomas, the the third, the one in the NBA right now. Uh-huh. He's just getting so much shit because people don't know the difference between him and the <laughs> Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons. It's like the only positive that Isaiah Thomas from the Pistons can take from this. Like, well, at least there's somebody else getting some of the shit. <laughs> Eating the shit from me. And Isaiah Thomas is just like, I, I wasn't even alive. Or yeah. Like poor Isaiah Thomas that played for the Pistons. Just poor every Jordan foe. Patrick Ewing, I saw, he's like, no, I'm not watching that shit. Like, I already lived through <laughs> yeah. it. I don't need to be reminded. That poor guy, dude. And like, poor everyone who has to do that. Literally, shit. everybody... I watched a couple of like Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley. 
think it was Ewing and one other guy on um, like Dan Patrick and Dan started every one of them being like, were you interviewed for this? And they're all like, yes, I didn't, want <laughs> but they kept asking. So I don't need to be told how great he was. I was there. You guys are just rubbing it back in my face. And it's just. Well, they got to do Reggie Miller this week, right? Yep. I mean, it works with the time. Yeah. They got to bring him into it, which will be good. A lot yeah. of good shit talking. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that seven-game series between them going into the last finals. That was pretty badass. Yeah, Reggie Miller's badass. Yeah. I just watched it was the anniversary of his eight points in six seconds thing. I just watched that, too. That's, That's awesome. the craziest thing. I remember watching some interview about like talking to the coach, being like, "I was about to murder him when he stepped back to do that, the second three or the yeah. first three, whatever, which one it was." Right. Just right. like, oh my god, that guy has yeah. balls. To also, do like, that. what else do you expect him to do? It's like you've pretty much lost the game unless something impossible happens, and that's what he went for. It was awesome. I don't know what's more impressive is that or the Tracy McGrady 13 points in like 30 seconds because he has more time. I think that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because that one is like – this one is like, all right, I took two three-pointers from the same spot really quick. Difficult as fuck, all that. But then the other two I think were free throws. The Tracy McGrady one, he hit a four-point shot, I think. And then like two other – yeah, and there it was, was just, like, all these insane ones that had to come from, like, full court. Yeah. I mean, was, uh, I think that was one of the greatest basketball feats I've ever seen. Yeah, I was so, a huge T-Mac fan back in the day, too. Yeah, dude, those, shoes. those Rockets teams with T-Mac and Yao Ming were so awesome. So dirty. They have one of the records for longest win streaks ever of, like, remember when the Heat broke their record in – or I came close to it. It's like 33 games or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm trying not to sneeze. Well, Patty, it's been handsome having you on here. Thanks for being on. It's been a pleasure. I've been wanting to do it my whole life. You've been uh, preparing insults for me this whole time. You've been talking to the eight-year-olds that I talk with, and I really appreciate it. I just thought it was time that your viewers knew. <laughs> now they do. Now my mom and dad know what a failure I am. I hear you talking a lot about Madden on this thing. It just kind of grinds my gears. You know what's funny is I have pretty much stopped playing that game mode on Madden since they started messaging me. I was just like, ugh, I don't want to. I was like going into a game with one of them again. I was like, I don't want to start like shit talking whoever this guy is over a Madden game. So Jake, you're evolving your video gaming career. You have to get shit on by kids at least six years younger than you for a couple years and get some, you know, some racist, some threats. I don't, I don't have the confidence, Pat. I can't deal with it. Trust me, in a couple of years, it'll be like all the rest of the, the dads with us. Okay. All right. Salted. Brian. Are we playing Jackbox tonight? Um, I'm going up. Uh, oh, yeah, you got... I think I'm going to come back tonight, so if you guys are still playing when I get back. What board, ga- what board game are you going to play, Pat? I think we're playing Code Names tonight. Fuck yeah. Nice. My sister has a good taste of board games, so. You know, I've always, I've always told my brother that his taste in board games was terrible and nothing like Emma's, so. I usually tell your brother that, too. Yeah, well, 
only he had a podcast that you could be on to remind him. Because he's getting a little cocky during this. I saw. <laughs> I, I see. I see his pose. No, but yeah. No, this is funny. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Kisses.